Welcome to The Story Tinker, a place for in-depth analysis of stories, including Midnight Poppyland, Purple Hyacinth, and more. Co-hosted by sharp, witty, and dare I say, thirsty fans, we dive deep into every episode, analyzing character, relationship development, and so many theories. You can follow The Story Tinker right here on YouTube, as well as all podcast platforms. You can also follow The Story Tinker on Instagram and Facebook. For bonus content, sneak peeks, and more, you can support The Story Tinker on Patreon. If you like what you see, please like and subscribe. Thank you for listening to The Story Tinker, and let's get started. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode 73 of Midday Populance. And today we are with Patty, Emily, and Jen, or Yarn Gardener. Hi, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's Patty. <laughs> Excited to be here. Yep. Hi, I'm Emily. I've been on before. I'm glad to be back, and I've got my Tora green tea ready to go. I'm Jen. I've just done one before. I'm excited to be back. And yeah, and um, Emily will be starting us off. Yes. Okay. It's been a while since I've done one, done one of these, so bear with me here. Um, okay. So we start off right off the bat with a sexual innuendo. Um, <laughs> God, he's done I didn't what? realize that till you, now. What? You are? I did not realize that till now. Maybe I was just <laughs> like, like the gates open and it's like sex um so like literally shoved what into your what um so tora is obviously uh just finding out what is stuck into the tailpipe or poppy is um so he says yeah that fucked what jammed it all the way in again i'm blushing on behalf of this you know we will find in the tailpipe um, oh <laughs> uh so this is what we find out what tora was laughing at at the end of the previous chapter um and we see in this little frame where there is literally a potato shoved in there, which I'm personally a fan of potatoes. I like drawing silly potatoes that are Minai Populan themed. Um, so I was very proud of this potato that made it into this episode. Um, sure I immediately as as I saw the potato. Yeah, exactly. I thought I was Emily like, got the potato episode. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I was very excited. I was, I was expecting the potato to have like one of your little caricatures. I was like... <laughs> Well, like you know, we only see one side. It could be on the other side. It could be. It could be Vincent's face shoved into that tailpipe. I would be perfectly okay with that. <laughs> Especially because, like you said, it's sexual in window. So yeah, definitely be okay. With that. Yes. yes. <laughs> so fun also, fact: like, jewelry is like carrying around potatoes. <laughs> That's what I want to know. Like, who who does that? Did he go grocery shopping? Was he trying to lure Poppy in with a dinner date? I don't know. That's giving him too much credit, though. I think. Yeah. So, well, when she says um, that Tool must have uh, been feeling so pleased with his stupid potato business. Now, I'm curious. The term business could have two definitions. Is it like business, like monkey business? Or does he actually grow and sell potatoes for his living? It's possible. Maybe he's a potato farmer. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, that's cool. We don't know what he does. Indeed. <laughs> that would that's be funny. funny. That's my guess. I think he's a Would you use farmer. him as a supplier for your potatoes? Yes, that's exactly. It's where I get my potatoes from, and that's why I make fun of all of them, because they're <laughs> Um. So, yeah. So, we see this potato shoved in there, and we realize that this car is not going to start. So, fun fact, a banana also works to shove into the tailpipe of a car, and it doesn't work. That also seems like a fitting fruit that we could use yes oh i see okay <laughs> yeah uh, also jam I, I took you seriously for a second though like, you can't no no you can't like i am like you, a, a banana is also one of the things that people will shove into tailpipes so it 
but what I want to know is how do you know this, Emily? I did. I did research (laughs) (laughs) years ago, (laughs) but no. Um, Research. (laughs) I'll just be theoretical. (laughs) Oh God. (laughs) So, okay. Moving on from my, my felonies. Um, so yeah, so we get to this section here where we've got um, Tor realizing this car is not going to be starting anytime soon. Um, and Poppy realizes that this can't be helped. She's going to have to do something. Now, I think Patty had mentioned something. You had a theory about like why she was blowing out her breath here. So I, what did I write down? I just, let me see here. Um, I just, I thought like maybe she was psyching herself up like, because I mean, she has that moment later on where she's psyching herself up, but I think she's kind of like, I, I don't, oh God, what the hell did I write? I spent all day you, yesterday yeah, writing. No, I can remind you because I literally just Please do. It, so. <laughs> yeah. You were saying that, um, she was realizing now that like, she was trying to avoid possibly like getting in the car with him or like just being like close, close, the close yes. proximity. Yes. And then it's like, wow. Okay. Well, close proximity is going to be happening now. Like right. I'm trying to avoid it. He was going to follow me. Now we're going to have to just like. Yeah, it's, it's unavoidable. And this is like super close proximity. (laughs) Like I know they've made out and whatnot, but if you've looked at their body language, when they have those moments, there's still a little bit of space in between them. Mm -hmm. Except the, the alleyway kiss. That one was, that was, that was another one where they were very close, but this is like, as we see later junk on junk kind of close <laughs> that's yeah. that's very close and so and I saw this and I thought a similar thing and I called it um I called it my I'll go up the stairs first moment where she's yeah. finally like yeah. <laughs> used to be like no like Tori you go up the stairs first I'm uncomfortable I'm not okay with the situation I'm protecting myself and now it's kind of like the okay it can't be helped like I'm gonna put myself in a relatively vulnerable position mm-hmm. like I will let Taurus straddle me with his gigantic thighs that I want to push me with <laughs> I mean why not <laughs> <laughs> Jen knows exactly what we're thinking <laughs> Jen, we're I I tend to bolt those, so I know I'm starting this off. But at some point, like, tell me to shut up and jump in. Nope, nope, I'm all in. <laughs> Good. Um, okay. I also, I also note what I liked was that she probably made this joke about being a civilian. You know, civilian mm-hmm. life for you. Don't judge her in commoner ways. And I thought that really indicated how comfortable she is with their statuses. And you know, yeah. she didn't. She isn't. She doesn't you know how a lot of people like if they think something is a negative thing or beneath them but they don't want to be judgmental but they really are they'll like avoid talking about it because they're like oh I don't want to embarrass you by saying let's say you know if you're saying you're an immigrant or something and they secretly think being an immigrant is a bad thing they don't talk about it like they won't say it because they, they're trying to be polite but Poppy doesn't have that judgment associated with the mafia at least for Torah and so she's comfortable you know saying oh yeah you're a mafia and I'm, I'm a civilian because that shows that she doesn't think that that makes him other that's true that's another that's another point where you know he doesn't have to change his language in front of her he doesn't have to change the way he dresses I mean even though he went total like balls to the walls like fancy man (laughs) about town uncle Tora Um, yeah (laughs) I have a question so if you put a potato in a tailpipe, you can like get it out, right? Depends on how far it's shoved up there. So if it's like wedged in there, you're going to need to like corkscrew something in there and pull it out or like. Yeah. Cause, I, Cause I feel like later he like 
we could I don't want to ruin it but like I feel like he wants to get a new car and I'm like can't you just like get it out the next day I don't know anyway. I guess Darlene's garage could take care of it shoved into your tailpipe um I was I was wondering the same I was like I kind of would assume Dora has a knife on him somewhere like but it's okay it's all for the plot it's it true. needs to happen that's true. <laughs> true it's a very potato important. plot the potato plot. <laughs> the potato plot. Oh, God. That sounds well, like a revolution, like in the 1600s or something. <laughs> okay, so um, so we get this next section where Poppy brings her scooter around, and um, as soon as she's getting on her scooter, this is where like Tora realizes like he, he has abandonment issues. Like I'm pretty sure like this is where he's like, oh my god, she's leaving me. Like, what, where are you and like this is the first time it's like damn like I'm feeling panic um but Poppy's getting all like bossy and like motorcycle chick sexy here being like hey get on bitch <laughs> get on the back <laughs> yeah that look on her face is so serious like let's go let's do this <laughs> but she's still hesitant because she she says mm-hmm. I'll try to get us back <laughs> yeah <laughs> so uh so yeah so Tori here we get um love the the really scenic like wind blowing through the hair the spotlight um and he's got like god he's got that like gut reaction of just like being honest he's like well hold on a sec and then it's like then he's like you can see it like all of a sudden he's thinking the wind's blowing the other way like just like time is kind of like going back and forth and then he thinks about the possibilities adjusts his glasses because he can't adjust something else (laughs) and pops on the back of the bike without saying a word uh he doesn't necessarily lie he omits things so um I did on upon first read through and Emily when I went through your notes like it dawned on me I was like that's what he's holding back on because I'm like what it what because uh I'm like what is he holding back here what does he not want to say and I'm like I get that he might be uncomfortable being that close to her, but like, is he, is he just fumbling with like saying that he would be uncomfortable with that? Or what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I feel like that. he, oh, go ahead. Right. Okay, you go. <laughs> I would like, maybe he held it back on purpose so that he could mm-hmm. be close to her like that. But even though I guess he's still close to her if he's driving too. So I don't, I don't know. So, yes, yeah, so I thought it was actually, yeah first of all I didn't realize till later like what he was holding back but I mm-hmm. think now looking back at it I think that he held it back because he wants to give her the space to lead you know he doesn't want to have to be like he's like I don't have to take control she's perfectly capable of driving herself you know like, why should I dominate and say like oh let me do it maybe like he likes a strong little hamster <laughs> well and not to be totally crude but I mean <laughs> please do we we know he's an ass man and we know poppy's backside is exquisite so <laughs> he's an everything man he's looked at her lips he's looked at her tits he's looked this at her true. like i'm pretty sure like there is not a single part of her body that he's gonna be like eh. <laughs> this is true her. at this point what he's is- just a poppy man he's a poppy <laughs> <laughs> yes so, um, okay, so we get, he's on the back of this bike now. This is happening. Um, and he's got this adorable little blush. Uh, and we see- <laughs> You gotta zoom in for that. That is cute. Uh, yeah. You have to zoom in all the time. They're like, you miss, <laughs> if you do not read this like seven times in a row, zooming all over the place and like focusing Holy on everything. Crap. <laughs> okay, so when you zoom in, like I had noticed the blush, 
mm-hmm. but like I I had just noticed just now his eyes. bug eyes <laughs> holy crap <laughs> need to zoom in. you're right oh my god you're right this is your- it's just I <laughs> oh my god I, you can tell he is like quite nervous about being that Lily gave, Lily gave us a panel just focused on their nether regions and they're like <laughs> tucked into each other so man I mean uh, it's great I'm sorry yes. like half of this podcast is y'all this half this podcast is going to be us giggling wheezing and just generally dying for the next two hours it's, I was gonna say it's gonna be a lot I, I apologize Mindy. this is gonna be a lot also like Patty and I have never been on a call together before and like we talk all the time off of this but like this is going to derail at some point I <laughs> yes it will <laughs> well and y'all y'all caught the patreon this week right oh Yes. 100%. I'm curious to see where that one goes. I am always ready for for all of the content. So again, if you haven't gotten on there yet, people, (laughs) this is the time to do it. (laughs) Oh my God, that look. And then (laughs) go ahead, Emily. (laughs) Oh yeah. yeah. And oh yeah, then we get to serious popping. Um, where she's got like her game face on and she's mm-hmm. feeling things quite possibly. She is not saying a goddamn word about it. <laughs> giving her little like, positive mantra. Remember when they were on the cliff and Tora was like, she, she was like, hey, Tora, I feel something. And she's like, forget about it, forget about it. Ignore it. <laughs> this is definitely an ignore it thing. Um, <laughs> He, he even has the vernacular of his great, 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 great granddaddy. Those two, Ignore the genes are strong. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so we got Poppy with her little, you got this mantra over and over again, which she definitely got it. She's got something. <laughs> and I love this upcoming scene because she's just, she's flustered. Like sexually flustered Poppy is flustered. She is swerving. Oh, she's yes. like hitting the gas. Um, she's, which in my mind, I see her hitting the gas and then sliding back and then like swerving and then sliding back again. And like, I think she's just mm-hmm. bumping all over the place. Um, that chest right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because we know that she knows how to drive a scooter. Like, sure, she did crash, but it was because of a stupid rock, mm-hmm. the rock <laughs> of destiny. <laughs> and her stress. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, like, we know she knows how to drive it, but there's two very large factors here. One is the man behind her, and then also the man behind her. (laughs) (laughs) And so, I have I have Poppy's like exact scooter. Um, it's a white buddy. Um, for me, it's a 55 cc. I don't have a motorcycle license. My husband will not let me get a motorcycle license. It has been a point of contention, but his point is that he's terrified I'm going to die, and he doesn't trust other people on the road. Not necessarily me, but he doesn't trust other people, so he doesn't want me going on. In at least in New Jersey, I don't know other places, but if you have a 50 cc's or lower, you don't need a motorcycle license. But you can only go on 45 mile an hour roads or lower. Gotcha. Once you get to 50 mile an hour roads, you need a motorcycle license and a motorcycle. 50 cc's gets you probably about 50 miles and then it tops out mm-hmm. um so and it looks at it's a white little buddy and it looks just like hers and I tried driving oh. with my husband behind me once uh he was in the bitch seat behind me <laughs> and it's hard <laughs> and he's only like 170 like 175 like he's a skinny little string bean um for six feet tall but it was hard to balance that kind of weight and I can just imagine Poppy doing it with Tora like it's not an easy ride 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we get to the next section. Okay. So they, they've tried as best they can, or Poppy has tried as best they can to get their way out of town, but they've barely made it out of town. And Poppy's like, wait, Tora, we have a problem. Something is up. And I'm like, oh boy, what's going on? And then I don't know about y'all, but when I read this next part, like I read it in a very like speedy, panicky voice. What problem? I don't see a problem. 100%. <laughs> I'm like, what are you panicking about, Tora? Hmm? What, what's I, thought, I thought he was just like enjoying being behind her. He was like, yeah, this is great. Oh, oh I'm sure he's enjoying it a little too much. Uh, yeah, I read and- it as like the kid that's trying to get away with doing something that he shouldn't have done kind of voice. Like, but like, yeah, her version of that, like the sneaky little, like, I don't know what you're talking about. Everything's fine, right? Everything's hunky dory. Sure. I don't care if it takes us an hour to get back to your house. I'm completely comfortable. <laughs> um, but she says, she starts in on this, I don't mean to be rude. And he stands, she stands up. And like anybody else, like, I zoomed in on this panel. I was like, the man spread. And I even have this in my notes in all caps. Man spread. <laughs> I and feel it, like he was like nervous, right? That she was going to uh-huh. say, I don't mean to be rude, but Torah, I can feel you sticking into me. Uh-huh. And she's like, okay, get, get out of here. <laughs> the panic. And she's like, but you're heavier than I thought. Well, and here's the thing, like, this is also another thing that made me think about like Poppy, she, she pretends the things aren't there, right. To save face and to keep comfort. So maybe she doesn't want to make him feel bad to be like, I totally felt that, but, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. we're just, we're going to let it slide, honey. <laughs> yeah. That's subcontext here. We can, we can, you know, infer for sure and and you can tell that tora was totally fine with it because he's sitting there like laughing to himself in the background well like we know that like he's obviously sexually attracted to her yeah he knows this he was she was pressed up against an alley wall like you know like she felt something then too this is not the first time Mm -hmm. then she climbed him in his apartment and then she climbed him in her apartment and like there have been multiple occasions where like poppy has had enough um encounters yes good word (laughs) i like that word (laughs) yeah so yeah this isn't new this is true that's very true um but she does bring up a valid point she says next my scooter's crawling like a snail because i'm having trouble balancing us and we barely made it out of town and he's like, oh, my bad. I guess you'll have to share your diet plan with me now. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I loved this part because it tells me that like, one, he's back to his usual, like the way he talks and they're bantering again. So like, this was my clue. That, like, okay, let's take this steam off. Let's take the edge off for this. Um, and and let's- is like they're, they're, comic relief like they literally have comic relief in their relationship but things get a little bit too real um one of them cracks a joke in some capacity oh yeah absolutely absolutely and um when this switchover happens emily i'm constantly reminded ever since you brought it up of the power balance shifts in their relationship and this whole thing where yeah the whole scene the whole scooter scene is this back and forth of their power balancing 
Which is um, why they're they're literally like relationship switches. Like they they kind of yes. back and forth, and it's so cute. Yeah, it they 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 balance each other out very well in that way. Um, but when I was, when I was talking in my analysis, one of the things, and I'll just be very brief about the bits with Poppy. Um, but she starts out very, um, very strong and she's like, we're going to do this. I've got this. Um, she starts out really confident and then she becomes less and less sure of herself as time goes on. And the thing that I liked about that was that Tora yes, there's all this sexual tension and everything between them. And yes, you could take the scooter ride as a total metaphor for their upcoming sex, sexcapades, if you will. <laughs> but I, I, I think it's important that when she's feeling unsure about herself, he really steps in and, and like, he'll crack a joke at his own expense so that she feels less tense, um, less unsure of herself. And he encourages her. So, I, I really like that, you know, at this point, she's kind of like, okay, I'm tapping out. I need you to tap in. And he does. He does. Um, and boy, does he take the lead. Like when he says, oh, yeah. like her little like bitch get on the back, like little scooter at the beginning <laughs> was like laughable. And now he's just like, hop yeah. on sweetheart. And I'm like melting. I'm like, okay, that's how you do it, Poppy. That's how you get me on the back of that scooter. <laughs> like, you gotta lay on that smooth hop on sweetheart. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God. Like corny pull that off. Like oh 100%. I'd be on the back of that scooter in like seconds flat. I would be right up on there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I'm just the um, opposite. I, if someone tells me what to do, I'm like, you don't tell me what to do. I will get on the scooter of my own volition and then I'll go. So on the <laughs> fun fact. Okay, sorry, I'm gonna tell this is a very personal story. So I'm sorry, this is mm-hmm. nothing to do with the episode. I'm sorry, people, but it's really cute. And I love my parents and they were adorable. So the way my parents met, uh, they known each other as friends for a while, but they they went out to this place called Rocky Point growing up, this little beach town. And my dad had a motorcycle. He was this like five foot four little guy, but he was like a bodybuilder and he had this like cool motorcycle. And uh, my mom was this little mouse, like she didn't talk. My dad knew her, but she never said a word to him him and my dad pulled up on his motorcycle and said to her best friend you know do you want to go for a ride and she was like no I don't want to and he was like oh okay and then my mom stepped up and said why didn't you ask me I'd like to go and like she had never spoken before and my my dad was just like yeah please get on like great yes (laughs) awesome um and like it was the first time she had like taken like any kind of initiative but she's like yeah I want to ride on your motorcycle and like it was just like she just spoke up and it was just really cute this dynamic was like really adorable because like it was she was this one she she pulled up and was like get on and like it's just cute to see that like kind of Mm -hmm. shift between again power shifts I think are really cute like macho man but like the woman taking charge for for like the start of a relationship or something I think that's just really adorable absolutely I thought the scene was cute I love that so much to me like when Tora references her diet plan I feel like he's remembering way, way back when I think it was at Alice's restaurant where she's like, oh, I'm on a diet or something. Um, right? Did she say that? Yep. So mm-hmm. I think he obviously recognized back then that she wasn't telling the truth about it, but he's still kind of like ribbing her about that. You know, you know, you, were, you pretended you were on a diet. It was cute. It's, I love any kind of callback to the beginning of, of your, like earlier chapters. It's just nice. All right. And then Poppy figures out, like, wait, you can ride? Like, it dawns on her. 
she's like, wait, what? You can ride too? And he's like, she's like, well, why didn't you tell me? What'd you think? Only you and fucking Cordy have a motorcycle license? <laughs> a little jealousy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's some definite salty jealousy <laughs> in there. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that interaction at the restaurant when Poppy was with Cordy. Yeah, Tora was not feeling his best that night. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> Gosh. Cordy oh. was specifically rubbing it in back then. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Shut up. <laughs> give me more (laughs) I you know what I'd be down for more of that too like I I want her to like poke him a little bit and be like what I could just as easily take this from you if I wanted to that jealousy trope just gets me and like I know it's like not like in real life I'd be like dude back it up but like yeah I'm like this is like please keep going like banter fight for her I'm good for it like oh yeah (laughs) it's it's a great fantasy element for sure for sure oh my gosh and she's like he's like well you know you know she says but you still you could have said something you made me uh, give you a ride all this way for nothing so she's like dude come on like you were watching me struggle and you didn't say a damn thing <laughs> I thought good on you Poppy for calling him out on that she's like do you know how tiring it is to balance a sco- scooter with a stupid boulder at the back <laughs> I bet you were laughing yourself the entire ride. Oh, he was laughing all right. <laughs> oh, God, I love them. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, now things get serious because Tora's like, okay, okay, let's go. And he's got those little blush marks on his face again. And he's like realizing again just how close she is. And he's like, you want to hold on to me? She's like, um, do I have to? <laughs> Why are you asking that, Poppy? Like the entire kingdom wishes they could be in your place. What do you mean you I agree. <laughs> I, I think this is still part of her that's like uncomfortable with the incredible closeness of this. And I, I think Tor is still a little like eensy weensy little bit uncomfortable. Like he likes it, don't get me wrong. Um, and obviously he's the more experienced sexually in this scenario, but um, I, I constantly come back to Poppy is the one factor in his life that makes him feel like a kid again. And so he doesn't know how to do this whole crush thing. And so, of course, he stumbles like a teenage boy. And I love this. <laughs> Me too. So I have I have a giant tangent here. So I mm-hmm. please um, tangent away. So, well, it's like it's at least related this time. So um, I like the fact that she says, um, do I have to like touch mm-hmm. you? Um, because to me, it shows that like touch is still, so you know, when someone you don't know touches you, like you notice it very easily versus like oh, yeah. a significant other or a parent or someone like you are, you actually become familiarized with the touch that you almost don't notice it as much. It's familiar. Right. It's kind of like, it's background noise sometimes um, when someone you're, you're, you're just aware of um, touches you. It's very uh, poignant. It's very, it's mm-hmm. like a spark. So I like the fact that um, the proximity, the physical proximity affects both of them because like, it's showing that like mm-hmm. they are, they're interested. They are aware of each other. Like their touch means something. And I think touch is a really big like component in the story throughout like yeah. the entire thing. Like there's a lot of touching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that touch is kind of a love language for them. 
So I was, I was earlier today, I was going back and looking at some previous episodes and I went back to the balcony scene with the handholding. Mm-hmm. And there was, you know, it started off with that, that mon- inner monologue from Torah saying fear and intimidation. Like that's the only language I've ever known. It shows him wrapping his hand. Um, and that started me thinking about what touch meant to him before he met Poppy versus yeah. what touch means to him now. Yeah. Um, and you, we see him then starting to reach out more. Like before that, he was grabbing Poppy's hand at Quincy's. He's mm-hmm. holding her hand um, at Regina's peak. He's holding her and he's realizing that touch can be a good thing. And it can be a way to communicate with somebody and a way to show your feelings. For Poppy, besides punching him when he's being an asshole, um, she touches him gently a lot. Um, at Alice's mm-hmm. when she's mad, she touches his lips. Um, when he's, she's at, um, the restaurant, when he falls down and is sick, she's brushing his mm-hmm. hair back in the apartment. She's running her hands through his hair when she's on, when he's on her lap. Um, even the previous episode from this one, when they're at the gas station, she touches his arm when she apologizes and yeah. like, it makes it a more valid uh a gesture a sincere gesture because she says i'm sorry and she touches him it's a connection it's like mm-hmm. i mean it um so touch is big and i was curious what you guys thought of that concept of touch being a way a love language or just something that poppy and tori use to communicate jen you want to go no i definitely feel like tora i mean i think he can't like keep his hands off her so you can tell that he's just like yeah this is wonderful <laughs> so i think yeah like you said i don't think he's ever had that with anybody and i think he just was like amazed by that from the very first handhold scene you know so i think mm-hmm. i think uh multiple people on facebook have like screenshotted all the touching and stuff and it's 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 great those moments are so sweet and so cute between them yeah he actually like requests touching Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a not sexual way yet Mm -hmm. and I mean like of course I'm going to come at this from a therapist point of view but you know when I look at the touch scenes and everything I I love your theory about like you know she's changing how he views touch Mm -hmm. and how he views sincerity right um I also kind of to add to that like if you look at the times that they have touched it's when there's been a very tense moment um either on the very heels of it or upcoming and because I'm thinking about you know even the balcony scene like she she started freaking out about the things that he was saying to her about people crawling up your up your balcony and breaking into your house and then he decides like oh no here come come here you're freaking me out you know so he's he's trying to ground her and she's done this with him every time she touches him it grounds him um we saw this in the alleyway so when when either one of them is getting kind of um escalated emotionally the other person can bring them back to reality and say hey i'm here i really love that because i'm thinking so when things get too, um, thinking, when things get too tense in the, are we treading into uncomfortable, you're not emotionally okay with this territory, they deflect mm-hmm. with humor. When things right. are into, is this like emotionally scarring for you or triggering or just hard for you to talk about, then the touch comes in. It's amazing right. how they're like counterplays to, to the emotional, you know, yeah. mentalities that they're going through. Yeah. And, and I know that we focus a lot on 
touch in terms of what Torah and how he views it. But I also want to think about Poppy in this equation too, because I don't know what kind of touch she experienced with jewelry. And she's probably been touch starved in a lot of ways too, because her father's been gone for many, many years. Um, There was that scene where when she's by the bedside, she's touching him and right. Right. Mom is gone. Granny, she hardly sees. So I, you know, I really believe that there's this side of her too, that, that struggles with that. And, and she sees that in Torah. Like, I don't, I don't think she consciously sees it, but she feels the need to reach out to him and touch him in that moment. And she, she kind of, you're, I can see where that's definitely true. Cause she specifically says it on the balcony. Like sometimes you just, mm-hmm. just need to touch, like, don't you? Yes. Like, yeah. So I a hundred percent agree. Oh, that's so well said. Yeah. For, for me, what this also reminds me of it tying into what you were saying, Patty, about Torah being like a teenager with this being his first real love. Mm-hmm. So I know, you know, I mentioned a lot how I grew up very religious and I grew up very gender segregated. Like we didn't, we didn't talk to boys. Yeah. Let alone touch anyone. Touch was considered like you don't do it at all until you're married. So when I met my husband and touched him, it was like, whew, like incredibly overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Sparks. Yeah, like because it was the first time I really I touched a guy. Um, you know, maybe I would hug my father, but that was it. So um, yeah, so I, I feel like the how every touch that they do is like plus mm-hmm. also their first, you know, like love. So it's you know, super it's very scary. new and butterflies. um and so so she decides uh poppy decides like okay well i guess i gotta do this i mean logic takes over at a certain point and uh she says pardon me then like i love that she's like oh pardon me i'm touching you (laughs) i can't Uh, and then this one like Oh my Wait. god. Okay, I had to look this up because I didn't know Same what pillion means. <laughs> She's like, I've never actually been pillioned before. I'm a little nervous. Are you? And I'm like, 100% sex joke. <laughs> the fuck does that mean? <laughs> I thought like pistoned comes to mind. It's completely different, but like yeah. that's that. <laughs> that was the visual I had too. I was like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I, I wish I wish there was like a, a zoom in on Tora's face when she says, okay, pardon me, because I feel like we get one of his infamous eye rolls there. <laughs> <laughs> 100%. <laughs> oh God, I could totally see that. Um, and if we're taking this this whole scooter ride as a sexual innuendo, you know, it, it makes sense that, you know, Poppy, she's the less experienced one. And she's like, I'm a little nervous. Are you? And he's like, nope, nope. <laughs> I'm good. And in the next panel, the look on his face, he's like doing this. <laughs> he looks so badass on a scooter. I don't know yes. how it's possible. I look like a dork riding mine. I'm not like, like I have literally the same exact helmet as Poppy. Like I look like a fucking dork and he looks <laughs> like a, he's on a hog. Like he's riding a Harley in that image. It's just, you don't see it. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, in his he's, mind, that is a monster motorcycle. <laughs> he's so alpha male in this. I can't handle it. <laughs> I know and then Poppy's like well hold up now like don't get your hopes up this old gal isn't anywhere near as fast as you're and then he just takes the (laughs) hell off like (laughs) but I I think Poppy doesn't understand 
the capability of this man. I think mm-hmm. any old gal in his hands would do just fine. I don't think <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and so they're they're going, and apparently he's he's going faster. It feels fast to Poppy. So and- I want to jump in here again because oh, go I- ahead. Go Shut ahead. Up. But there's so right right before they start talking again, like as he's zooming away, she's mid scream, and then that scream turns into a full on laugh, and it is adorable. Aww. Like I can picture her going from like screaming to like, oh my god, wait, this is kind of fun, and then like she's into it, she's laughing, she's having fun. Like I can see like every like hair flying in the wind, and she just like lets loose, and it's fun to be a passenger. You don't you don't have control. Like he's going, you don't every swerve you're not prepared for, every stop you're not prepared for, the mm. speed up you have zero control and that's like exhilarating i can feel the adrenaline she's having right now just having fun yeah and and we can tell tora is way into it too (laughs) because hello i feel like we need like a little like bell every time there's sexual innuendo but it would just be a podcast full of bells this is number three so far i have the three okay (laughs) (laughs) and he says how am i doing slower faster tell me how you want it sweetheart (laughs) and i died i was like oh shit he went there (laughs) yeah she recognized it too so i'm glad that poppy was able to call him out (laughs) i know i know and she tries to help you're not even going that fast and he's like whatever you're screaming that's number four (laughs) whatever the fuck is making you scream like that i want it well i i think we know what's gonna happen he's nice he's gonna go for the vocals oh hell yeah Yeah, this just 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 tells me of all the plans that he has and i think we all know that poppy is in good hands when it comes to that and he's he's not he He's going to make sure she's well taken care of. Oh, hell yeah. When she says this is new and scary to me, like, not for long, sweetheart. Oh, God. The adrenaline rush. Oh, man. And then we get to. Oh, that's right. It's like that completely went right over my head because I have a potty mouth. So, like, I didn't even know. Where? Here, Patty, go ahead. Keep. So she says, oh, crap, your hair's going to get tangled. I'll tie it up for you. And so for Poppy, because she's Little Miss, oh, fudge biscuits, yeah. <laughs> you know, saying, oh, crap, is very much a, uh, <laughs> it's very much a um, <laughs> word for her. Yeah. She's kind of like letting caution throw to the wind and whatnot. Oh, my gosh. And then, of course, Tor is just like, whatever, leave it. <laughs> which okay so i was a little i was a little confused here because mm-hmm. his hair is tied up it's in a ponytail like did she mean like in a bun like i was a little i, I just or maybe like tendrils for calling right it again more yeah, right. Braids. <laughs> yeah so i was just a, i was a little confused by that but also it was really cute so you know. i i wonder if it was because like it was blowing in her face because even uh, though he's got a ponytail his hair is long enough like it's gonna be all up in her face if she's too close <laughs> and, yeah it swirls it goes like a crazy little the wind doesn't just go back mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i mean he does have a point he's like no don't you know there this line right here i took a couple of meanings to it like obviously it's, obviously it's practical he says leave it don't let go of me now and like obviously practically 
not a good idea when you're at highway speeds to let go of the person that you're holding on to. Just, just be safe, people. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> yes, but also, like, I, you know, if, if we take the metaphor of them on the road together, like they have both at this point, Tora has already surrendered to Poppy. He has accepted that she is in his life now and she's just part of it, you know? And, you know, like you were talking about earlier, Emily, about his abandonment issues, you know, this comes up again here where he says, don't let go of me now. Like this is his, like, we're on this road together. There's no turning back. I don't want to lose you help and how unjoyful is that like why are you hanging around me all the time why do you want to see my schedule all the time like my I'm with my friends and like Tori's just like don't let go like stay with me and she's just oh my god soon (laughs) right right and he's saying like you can rely on me essentially with this line Mm -hmm. and we know that jewelry was anything but reliable she feels safe with him and that is Mm -hmm. the biggest fucking turn on ever like drop my panties like you're gonna take care (laughs) like like, I don't need them panties across the globe just yep, I feel safe with you. go to town my friend <laughs> oh my god yeah before I get too sappy like that that moment just really got to me and I kind of wonder about his squint there I think it's maybe just because the wind's blowing in his face yeah. um but look at Poppy's face here as as we go through the panels it's like that we that strange realization mm-hmm. and then she blushes because I think she's thinking this this phrase that he said is loaded too. And then she decides to wrap her whole arms around him. And to me, this was Poppy's ah. white flag drop. This yes. is where she decided. They're both all in. In this moment, yes. they are both all in. He's like, I, you're like, don't let go of me. And he's like super concentrated. And she's like, she's a bra- she's literally embracing mm-hmm. him and the idea of him like she's like okay I'm all in too that's I mean maybe I'm getting ahead of myself but that's I'm, we're, uh, maybe I'm no kidding. I'm with you 100% <laughs> on that with this god it's so cute ah, gonna cry. Uh, I think Tora's squint may have been him you know like seeing how she's going to react and his tension for yeah. what her reaction is going to be that's a good point that's a good point he could very well do that I'm just hyper because um, it's sexy oh. And, you know, like he gets to play the hero in this moment. Ooh, yeah. He really does. Because, you know, if, if you look at like, I'm always reminded of his jacket that she still has crumpled on the floor <laughs> or in her hamper. It says Superman on the back, right? And he's given her his cape. And so he, he has popped in whenever she has needed him. And now... He really gets to play that role. He gets to embrace that role here because she's accepted it. But the question is, did he take Quincy's advice and wear nothing under that cape? <laughs> you know, I mean, we all know that he he goes around buck naked under those pants. So, <laughs> so he is literally oh. the commando cape wearing hero that Quincy wanted him to be. He's just mm-hmm. he's that already. It's just Quincy doesn't realize it yet. <laughs> Well, I think here today, the cape is the pants because the, the, the pants are the real hero right now, because I don't know how it held in that erection. Let's just be real. Like jeans of steel. Yes. I want to know what that fabric is made out of. Castity jeans. Yeah. It's probably like some like fancy ass Kevlar. 
Oh, oh my god. Anyway, <laughs> sorry guys. Um, and and now after this totally intimate moment, we get to experience visually. This is where I wish Peg were here. Um, yeah. Oh my god, she's so good with that stuff. Yeah, we get to see the landscapes and like. I don't know about y'all, but like, I love the open road and I love nature and I love being out, especially at night. Love it. It's so quiet. And like, they're on this winding road together out in this gorgeous landscape. And I'm just like, I can, I can breathe easier. Just looking at this panel. We can't, I don't know about Toro, which we see later. (laughs) So, um, again, so I don't know if any of you have been on a scooter before, um, but, or a motorcycle or something open air. Um, mm-hmm. It is a fully sensory experience. You smell everything. And like, so there are po- you know, pockets of air as you're driving. So where I, where I grew up, we had a lot of like kind of little swampy areas. We had um, a lot of little like ponds and little lakes where we had frogs. And in the spring, we called them peepers. They kind of like, mm-hmm. they'd be like, peep, 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 peep. And as, so Aww. as you drive by, you'd like hear those sounds. You'd smell like that kind of algae scent when you pass there. Then all of a sudden you'd get on, under an overpass and you'd smell like some of that exhaust or some of the like concrete smell. And then you get into the tree area and smell mm-hmm. like the woods, the rot, the leaves, decaying leaves. And as you move, you like, if literally you're just assaulted by smells and sounds and different pockets of warm air, cold air. Mm-hmm. Um, so looking at this winding road, it was like, literally I could feel and smell all the things that they're going through. Like, it's very different than in a city when you're driving a scooter and you just yeah. have like exhaust and hot concrete and like loud humans. And so it's, it's a lot of fun, um, at least for Poppy and I don't know if Tora appreciates yeah. it. <laughs> we'll find out later. Um, one other thing, and this just dawned on me right now, as I'm looking at this panel of the straight and then winding road, this kind of makes me think of like what we have, the obstacles that are up ahead. It's been smooth sailing up until this point. And I feel like, don't do this to me, Patty. I'm sorry. (laughs) Take that. The the (laughs) angst queen comes back in with reality. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So if we see this winding path, but here's the thing. I know they will survive it. I know they will get through it because they work well together as a team. So fear not y'all, but that winding road made me think of like, yeah, there's some obstacles ahead. And I think like, is that a, is that a damn like, um, you guys see it in the middle of the road. I don't know if this is intentional. This is just me being silly. A giant bush. Yes. (laughs) I'm like, represents Vincent. (laughs) I am like, is that a tumbleweed? Do they have tumbleweeds in there? It's just a major, it's a major roadblock. They're going to have to face. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. I don't know. That's just, yeah, that's, that's just a tree growing through. It's fighting back nature, fighting back through the concrete. Yeah. Well, and like this whole scene right here, especially this part, of course, I, I have my own like tinfoil theories about how is this connected to Ashura's bride. And like my main thing here is that we're getting increasingly more intimate as they spend time traveling together. And we saw this with Ulan and Yuwa when they were traveling through the forest. Um, there's lots of themes of hidden identities because Ulan and Yuwa didn't share the whole truth of who they were in the beginning. Um And then with Torah and Poppy, there's this kind of unknown identity, right? So we don't know a lot about, well, we know a lot about Torah's lineage, or at least like way, way back, 
but we don't know about his parents. We don't even know his last name. We don't know um, any of this stuff. We right. know nothing about his perspective. Yeah. Right, right. Uh, there's a lot of unknowns with Poppy's family. So, you know, to me, this was like, maybe she's this is a modern. <laughs> right, right. She could be. Who knows? Um, and so it made me think of that. And like, I love that it's, they're still on a steed. It may not be Kara, but it is a little scooter. <laughs> I'm going to lovingly name that scooter Kara just for my own. So I think, I think that name means black because the horse is black. Really? Okay. So I'm wondering if there's like an alternative in like Mongolian or something that means like white. So we could like name the scooter. Oh, that would be cute. Something cute. That we could be like the great, great mechanical grandchild of Kara. <laughs> complete with uh uh, making sure that your the love of your life trips on a rock (laughs) also i kind of like the idea yes yes that great great grand eroded rock of you as i 100 percent stand by that theory that the rock that poppy tripped over is the same rock that you had tripped over um Mm -hmm. but um so now i'm thinking i like the idea of poppy on a white steed whereas like ulan was on like the black dark horse he was like the yes black, the dark demon daddy and then like poppy's like no nah, I'm, I'm the white i'm the prince princess charming on the white steed for torah oh my, <laughs> oh my gosh God. love that and and she's like showing him her kingdom so i kind of like that reverse parallel um because this is her domain like she's seen his kingdom now she's taking her to his now we just and need the crown jewels to prove his kingdom. <laughs> his, um, when he was at, they were in Arrow Street, like at the beginning of the season, everything was red. Now we have, you know, all the blues and the cools. Yeah. Totally opposite environments. We've taken over Saucy's color theory. Yeah, right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then, then we go into more of nature and clearly there are frogs present and there's rustling. And I, I just want to point this out because I think it's hilarious. I love that Lily had to put this note of like the wind is blowing guys. So, which I kind of, so I, I understand why she did that because this exact scene reminded me of as they're approaching, maybe it wasn't as they're approaching the lake at one point in Ashura's bride, I thought it was when they're mm-hmm. getting the lake. There were these little like cree, cree, cree sound effects. Oh, yeah. yeah. The trees, I think creaking in the wind or something. And I was like, is it like a locust? Is it a bug? Like, I wasn't sure what it was. Gotcha. Uh, that ribbit and the whoosh reminded me of that setting for Ashura's bride as well. Like ah. the windy tree buggy kind of area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If, if she had a put in, wind we would have all been like who's in the bushes who's that's exactly them? what i was thinking <laughs> he's not watching them <laughs> i mean here's the deal it's still a small town it's still entirely possible that somebody is will notice as they're pulling up oh, yeah. to her place like i i don't think it's anyone nefarious i think it might just be a busybody neighbor or something like that <laughs> But we have arrived at the grand estate of Miss Poppy and Granny. <laughs> yeah. and we have they're pulling up, and they have a little a little pond there, and there's like ribbit, 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 and Taurus thinking to himself, "Christ, where all the damn frogs hiding at?" And yeah, just the way that he says it, you could already tell he is not super comfortable with wildlife, <laughs> getting anxious about a bunch of frogs. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Poppy's putting away a scooter and he's like, 
Is it mating? It sounds like there's hundreds, but I only counted 15. The fuck? Is it mating season or what? And then like deep mafia thoughts. <laughs> oh my God. So, so this part, it cracked me up for a couple of reasons. One, because he's individually counting these fucking frogs. Such like, a who does that? Who <laughs> <laughs> <He> does that? <laughs> and then he's like, why are there so many? Is it mating season? Like, Tora, do you watch Discovery Channel in your off time? Like, is that your hob- your secret nerd hobby? It sounds like he's in like panic mode. He's kind of like, yeah. I'm from my situation, I have to like, I have to assess things. I have to take charge. How many frogs out there? <laughs> Maybe I have to take out. Like, if they're going to keep ribbiting all night, I'm not going to be able to sleep. I'm going to have to kill them all. How many do I need to kill? What would I use to kill them? <laughs> he needs to take charge of the situation because he's uncomfortable. Yeah, I, I could see that for sure. Uh <laughs> He's clearly not comfortable with this. And of course, hey, what is this sexual innuendo? What number four or five? I think this was six. I actually, I missed this one. I like, I just had like mind on sex. It wasn't necessarily an innuendo. It was just a reference. To sex. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it was, it was hilarious because I went back through to one of the Patreon comments because somebody commented on my thread and it was Ezra. And she says, wait a second, this is the second time frogs have popped up in the narrative. And the last time it was because the frogs are boiling and they are the frogs. So if it's frog mating season, are they still the frogs? (laughs) I love that. Yes. It's Torah and Poppy mating season. Thank you very much. (laughs) We're just irascible. It's like beyond. We are not. That was Lily. Lily wrote this episode. She did this for us. So yes. She she knows her audience. <laughs> oh yeah, and he's being such a city boy here. He's like, can't believe I miss the stupid city lights and the noise. Where's the effing sirens when you need to hear them? And it's so cute because I am a city girl and I grew up in Brooklyn. So mm-hmm. yes, I totally totally relate. When when we visit my parents, um, they have they had a place in, in New York City. I I grew up. My grandparents lived in the Upper East Side of Manhattan, so we would I'd sleep there on the weekends. And I grew up in a very na- like nature suburb area, so like crickets and bugs and frogs. Like that sound is comforting to me. It took me a while to get used to the sirens, but I eventually got used to it. And like you sleep, you don't even notice it. Like you hear nothing. It's just like calming background noise. My husband cannot sleep in the city. He's just like, do you like all night? He just hears things. I'm like you just gotta, gotta learn to tune it out. And no, I I am exactly like your husband, M, because I I distinctly remember um, for my thirtieth birthday. This was a long time ago, but um, my girlfriends and I we went to New Orleans, right? Mm-hmm. And I was excited about it. It was a lot of fun. But the thing I could not stand because we stayed in the French Quarter was the sirens were going off every five minutes and I had to go buy earplugs because I'm like I cannot fucking do this it is so noisy (laughs) like I cannot deal (laughs) yeah you get used to your environment you do you do and I you know I live in a more rural area now and zero regrets like I am totally poppy here I can I will deal with the critters it is totally fine if I don't have to listen to city sounds (laughs) it's really cute and Poppy is standing out there and he's looking at her and he's like, and none of this makes her even a little nervous, which is adorable and hilarious that this like big giant man is felled by like a couple of little creatures. <laughs> he's like looking to her, but clearly it's having the opposite effect on her because she is closing her eyes. She's inhaling. She's having a Zen moment. Totally. And, and he just like, 
he takes it in the most complimentary way possible. He's like, yes, that explains the hamster balls. Because Poppy has been <laughs> developing a core of steel living amongst the frogs. This is his interpretation. <laughs> yes. I mean, honestly, we saw some of it. Like, she just flat out, like, smashed a cockroach in her hands. And I'm like, damn, uh-huh. girl. <laughs> smashed it. She held it. It was crawling in her face. Oh, like, ah, we talk about it. We really don't. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But like, yeah, she she is fearless when it comes to this. And like, I I identify strongly with Poppy. Like Poppy is like my my she, she I just like I I feel like I just understand her. I feel like a lot of her life experiences are very similar mm-hmm. to mine. And so we just had a bat in our house the other night. I woke up oh my god went outside and there was a bat flying in our like we have really tall ceilings he was just like hanging out there flying around and my thought well, I'm thinking like oh, do we get him out of here do I open a window we have to call like animal control like is there a way for me to get him out safely and my husband locked himself in the bathroom and I'm like are you <laughs> he's like no <laughs> you need to like help me out here nothing and like but like critters can be fun when you're used to them towards yeah not seem used to critters at all bugs Ooh. little frogs I'm sure mice would terrify him yeah oh god I love that it's so funny and and like it reminded me of that conversation uh in the I think it was episode 13 I know I bring up that episode a lot but um where they're talking about uh Quincy is talking about I'm gonna tell the first girl you bring home that (laughs) you used to torture spiders and I'm like was it torture or you were just really freaked the fuck out and needed to get rid of it post haste <laughs> yeah I want that backstory I'm sensing like something traumatic like oh. he was stuck in that like little dungeon cave thing and like there were a lot of bugs down there and that terrified him or like yeah. I'm waiting for something yeah. like some horrible reason he doesn't like bugs but maybe I'm just being like extra I could see that I could totally see that <sighs> okay this next panel where he's looking at um poppy's lovely bits and then the scooter (laughs) i'm like okay maybe the whole episode has just kind of primed me to be ultra perv this entire time but like i'm like is he checking out the back end of that scooter because like (laughs) like like I'm not I'm not saying like he's maybe he's car sexual I don't know he seems to really (laughs) dig cars and like as as a bonafide car woman and and a car woman married to a car man I can tell you there is definite sexual energy when you get a car you really like you were looking at the literal junk in that trunk yes absolutely (laughs) like I will not drive a car where I do not like the way the back end looks and that's yeah I know I know it sounds completely <laughs> insane and I should probably be locked away but have you sought therapy for this besides your own <laughs> <laughs> about that <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know maybe I'm just I'm probably overthinking this but I got a crack out of that because I'm like I see Poppy's beautiful figure in this um panel and then he says like sorry sweetheart he calls he calls the scooter sweetheart so cute he's like you're cute as a button just like your owner <laughs> i'm like this man is car sexual it's fine <laughs> you can also take it as like he's super sensitive because he doesn't want yeah. to, to, to feel the feelings the feelings because when i give him all the sensitive kind of like that and he's 
them where they're going to probably texting something or fixing it, whatever, calling Darlene. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> yeah, so I, th- I took it as like, he's very sensitive. We have this like concept of Judaism, like about if you're like sensitive to objects, then you'll learn how to be sensitive to people. Mm-hmm. Like that you have to kind of take their feelings into consideration, even though they don't have feelings. So yeah. I view Torah as just being like nice to the scooter, you know, like mm-hmm. he doesn't want to insult it. <laughs> Which is that- actually, oh, go ahead. I was, I was like that growing up. I like, I'd feel bad if like something happened to like a chair, <laughs> like, I'm sorry, chair. Like, I know it doesn't actually care, mm-hmm. but like, it just that idea of like anything being like, I, I was, had an active imagination. So like, I personified a lot of things that were not real, but I can see, like, that's why I like the cuter, the scooter is so cute. Like it's a, she, mm-hmm. she has feelings, you know, you have to take her easy. So yeah. <laughs> and, and this is a, this is a great parallel to episode one when Poppy is talking to the scooter when it's like crashed into the bushes, she's like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and, well, a match made in heaven. They both right? care about the scooters. And his comment to the sorry sweetheart reminded me of, I don't think it was the first episode, but the, that first scene, the opening scene, when he's driving back, yeah. he's like, sorry, sweetheart, nothing personal. And he's mm-hmm. kind of the same thing to the scooter, like nothing personal, sweetheart, but like, I need something better than this ride. And you're just not going to cut it here. But like, it was like apologizing, like that line. Yeah connected that tone seemed similar to me for sure (laughs) now poppy has been i think opening up like the trunk or whatever the storage thing and she's like torah you bought your t-rex yammies with you why are you so cute (laughs) oh my god i love that she brought these back i'm like yes And now, like, yes, anytime. I mean, dinosaurs has, have just become an emblem of Midnight Poppy Land. So, oh, mm-hmm. every, uh, like, there's on the Midnight Poppy Land Facebook groups, every five seconds, someone shares, like, oh, I went to the store and I had to buy this dino shirt for my baby because of Torah. I bought this dino water bottle, this dino toy. Like, dino sales have for sure spiked because of one t shirt in Midnight Poppy Land. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, and, and not that I want to get too far into it because we'll find out later, but um, clothes and embarrassment about clothes seems to be a micro theme in this episode. And and the sh- in general, I mean, about yeah. her, you know, with, with Aradine giving her clothes, like the whole right. clothing, like stigma in this. For sure, for sure. But I love that, like, yes, Poppy's teasing him here, but she's also like, you're so cute. Oh my God. Which, okay, another fun fact. Um, I remember going clothing shopping with my husband when, like, we were first dating-ish. And, like, my husband's kind of, he's, like, a cranky softy. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember saying, like, he tried something on and he came out to show me. And I'm like, oh, my God, like, you look so cute. Like, how adorable. Oh. And, like, a lady came up and was like, honey, like, boys don't like to be called cute. Like, you know, he, like, you should call him, like, handsome or ma- something masculine. And, like, and my husband was like, I like being called cute. <laughs> like, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, no, lady, you don't know. Like, maybe Tor likes being called cute. <laughs> well, she's, like, butting her no, just your business, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Big strong oh, man. These relatives. Yeah. But, and she's also doing the opposite of what she did at the restaurant because at the restaurant, mm-hmm. she was mad at him and she called his dino pajamas like stupid or childish or whatever. Right. Argued over it. So now I think maybe she's like, you know, this is her true self when she's not agitated and irritated. This is what she's like in her normal mm-hmm. time. Now she's being nice, you know, and she's being affirmative of his, affirming of his clothing. Cuteness. And I feel like the shirt is telling 
um maybe i'm reading way too much into it as usual but like he had his little dino shirt when he was little which was probably like some kind of comfort for him and then when he was sick mm-hmm. he wore his dino shirt which again seemed comforting and i think it's telling that he grabbed this when he was going to find poppy because he was like panic packing like he packed a, like a quick bag and was like i need mm-hmm. to get poppy so in his panic packing he grabbed a comfort like a comfort blanket a comfort shirt something that he like made him feel nice and secure and i think that's cute that like this this little i maybe i'm making it up but like this dino shirt seems like a security blanket to him oh probably feels like i don't know if he suspected that he would end up in poppy's house but if he did that that would be a reflection of how comfortable he feels around her that he can bring that Mm -hmm. oh i can't wait (laughs) i can't wait for the next episode because i'm like hoping for cuddles and pajamas but anyway (laughs) yes here for the cuddles and pajamas please for the love of god and if if it doesn't happen that's okay too i will just imagine it in my mind until it does happen (laughs) (laughs) yeah so he looks like annoyed and he's like i was was gonna tie it up and dump it into the sea or some shit like no no you were not (laughs) we've got the poppy sarcastic um font she's yeah, like oh is that what you were gonna do <laughs> <laughs> and then this is adorable poppy tells him we have a grumpy old man-hating cat called ernest herringway which is the cutest name ever in the whole entire world ernest herringway oh my god this cat this cat is immortal he shall i i swear to god he's gonna show up at some point he's gonna come home early the next day or something <laughs> and be like who are you you're not jewelry who is this and 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 i do question i'm like is he a man-hating cat or is he a jewelry hating cat right <laughs> mm-hmm. I, don't know. I hope he loves torah mm-hmm. but he is out for the night <laughs> right he's at the neighbors and now she starts telling him about what's going to greet him in the house she's she like i know i shouldn't bother you because she is assuming that torah is a big tough man not scared of anything right there might be a few bugs and critters and whatnot in the house and maybe a snake or two although they're mostly harmless just don't pick anything up and torah's like bugs <laughs> oh god <laughs> bugs is not seeing the expression on his face oh my god i love this and then the like the the creepy creak of the old house door as he's thinking about the bugs <laughs> and, and there's more she's like there's no hot water too but i can boil some if you want to take a bath and he's like no lights as well <laughs> she's like just these old lamps not the most well lit but it does the job <laughs> oh my god yeah poppy's house is she wasn't kidding when she was talking about like it being who, who would have been fine in this house like i think i could i think i would be fine with bugs and critters and no hot water be fine okay. sorry so, if i'm capping if i'm outside yes fine if i'm inside no 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 okay <laughs> <laughs> i mean it does kind of like the way it's kind of set up is like mildly like this is the horror movie cabin <laughs> where people go to die <laughs> and i'm sure that's what torah is thinking right now he's like i'm going to die this is how it ends all these years surviving the mafia this is how i go mother to my frogs and spiders 
I say living in Florida, bugs are kind of just a given. So just yeah, yeah, <laughs> I believe that wholeheartedly. And and alligators. I had a coworker who just moved to Florida, and so we were giving her a hard time about gators. Like everything about her going away party was gator themed. We even put it on her cake because <laughs> she's Canadian. So like her dealing with Florida, it's it's so opposite of what she's used to. I'm like, you're not going to get any snow down there, but you're going to get gators. <laughs> yep. We've been traveling this summer. And every time we go to like a lake where people are swimming, my daughter's like, are there alligators in there? I'm like, no, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> Only <laughs> out <laughs> Questions. <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah. We live on like a little, uh, a little small, like man, Doug Lake, and we've got alligators in our backyard, literally. (laughs) Like, how do you deal with that? Like, I'm, I'm so not used to that. (laughs) They're not, I mean, they don't really bother you if you don't bother them. So. Ah, okay. Good to know. I would just not live there. I cannot. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I can pet dogs. I can have cats. I could, I don't kill bugs. So like when we lived in Memphis, there were tons of cockroaches. Like everyone had cockroaches and I didn't want to kill bugs. So my husband would have killed them at that point. So I was like, to prevent that, I would trap them in a cup and I would take them out, which which was like probably the most noble thing I've done in my life. Cause I, I am so disgusted by them. And so like appalled, it would take me like half an hour to get one bug out. Cause I was like so terrified, but anyway, but like, Yes. No, I cannot. Gators are. We used to have a uh, great Dane and we'd put him out. Like we'd let him go outside at night one, one more time before bedtime. And uh, we didn't have a fence before my daughter was born. And one night I went out with him and I heard this giant splash. (laughs) So so I think a gator was like hanging out on our, the bank of our property and like jumped in the water when, when our dog came outside. So (laughs) oh "Oh, my God. Okay. I was waiting for you to say that he got eaten by an alligator. No, not, I, I mean, you know, in theory, they would, they could take down a Great Dane, but you know, not typically. So I've heard they also climb fences. Is that true? I mean, I don't know. I've seen the videos, but it's not like a, like a normal thing that happens. Gotcha. So. <laughs> oh Lord. So this is what Torah is imagining in his mind. Basically. I'm going yeah. to die here. And Poppy also explains another thing with the lights. She's like, plus, I'm not really in the mood to talk because I don't want anyone to see I'm home. And she turns on the light. And Tora is like, first he's like, what kind of bugs? Right? His super anxiety thing. And he's like, didn't know being in the mood to talk is a thing. So I think he's saying that because he's like never in the mood to talk. So he doesn't even understand what it's like to be in the mood to talk. He's like, that's a thing? Okay. And then he goes right (laughs) back to the bugs. What what kind of bugs? (laughs) Poor guy. Poor dude. I feel you're very concerned about these bugs. Mm -hmm. Oh, Jen, your turn. (laughs) Sorry. Just had to switch, uh, switch with the partner. He's getting ready for bed. So totally fine. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. So I think it is amazing, like how rustic her house is. I don't Mm -hmm. know if any of us were quite expecting that. So, um, so she says, maybe not for you as far as talking, um, and then she's going to get showered. Make yourself at I home. thought of right away. It's like, Tora's probably like just thinking of that image right now. That's what I was thinking at least. To soothe himself. <laughs> mm-hmm. A level of trust. I mean, this is the second time she's showered. I think when he, she spit, when he spit juice all over her at the, at the um, like market. 
she went home and mm-hmm. showered. But this is like, she just walks in and is like, make yourself at home. I'm gonna go shower and like pieces out. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Very I trusting. Before. I don't know. Maybe that's like, you know, here's the bathroom if you need it. Here's the kitchen if you want a snack. Like, <laughs> she doesn't even have this anxiety. Yeah. yeah, it does show an incredible amount of trust. And that, you know, like she says a little bit later, not to get too ahead, but she's like, he's not a stranger anymore. Mm-hmm. Yet she showered with at home when he was a stranger. Kind yeah, of. So like <laughs> balls. Yeah, hamster balls. <laughs> Very much. So, so we see her bedroom, I assume. And we see some clothes on the bed where it looks like she's been changing. And she says, crap, none of my old clothes seem to fit me anymore. They're just either too tight or too juvenile or too worn out. And we can see some uh, cute little <sighs> outfits that she's got. And yeah, I do feel bad because she's still like judging herself on that. Yeah, like I felt that in my soul because like, I'm just going to be real. I've gained quite a bit of weight over the years. And it's always so sad when you're like, I can't wear this anymore. This isn't working. And uh you know, or you're like, I don't even have that style anymore. Like it's like five, six years old. And it's like, it's not me anymore. Um, but I do love in this panel, if you zoom in a little bit, that little t-shirt that's hanging off of the the, skull. Yeah. The skull with the the little bow. And like, if ever there was a poppy shirt, (laughs) because it says cute, but hardcore. (laughs) Yeah. I will cut you. <laughs> yes. And then she says, let's see, what about this? Is it too revealing? Maybe I should put on a jacket. So again, like uh just questioning her choices constantly. But it's so hot and humid in the summer over here. I was thinking about that too with Tora's long sleeve shirt. I'm like, Yeah, is he gonna sleep in that? <laughs> like oh, that's funny. Fan service me. Mm-hmm. Oh my maybe, gosh. Maybe, he, maybe she wakes up in the morning and he's shirtless because he was too hot. Um, oh, oh, I like that. <laughs> Let's go down that path. <laughs> he's not a piece of meat. He's not a piece of meat. <laughs> that would be seeing a lot more. He had a tank top last time. So shirtless would be. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if she can handle herself with that. Oh my God. <laughs> so I, I, like how, I like how she's commenting on pit stains. <laughs> I know. Yes, thank you. I wish there was some kind of removable thing because it's like the rest of the outfit is totally fine. And then you have those stains and it's like, ah, what do you do? So, right. We real, do real better problem. female industry or just hygienic industry in general. We need this. Go make it happen. And I don't want Tor to feel uncomfortable or feel like I'm uncomfortable around him. And then she says she wants to be a little sexier tonight. Aww. I'm I so love happy to hear that. Yes. Oh my God. I was like, finally, start accepting your sexuality. Start accepting that you actually want to look good around this guy, that you want to impress him, that you, you know, maybe just want to feel sexy for the sake of yourself feeling sexy. Go mm-hmm. for it. I was mm-hmm. so happy that, about this part. So I had just been talking with um, Saucy Tuggles and Blue Caddy, as they're known on Patreon um, and on Instagram. And they were talking about, um, before this episode came out, like this happened last week, we just happened to be talking about sexuality, feeling Mm -hmm. good about yourself, um, like buying lingerie just because you want to buy lingerie or like just your like and coming to terms with your body, it changes. Um, Mm -hmm. 
people sometimes give you shitty opinions about them that are none of their business. Like jewelry would make comments about what she was wearing. Um, right. So I really appreciated this scene um, because one, you don't, you don't need validation to feel sexy about yourself. You shouldn't need someone to tell you like, yeah, you, you look sexy. Like you should wear these things, like feel good about yourself. Like, but it helps to have supportive people around you, whether they are love interests or just friends or family to tell you mm-hmm. like, hey, you look really good in that, like good for you. Or like just not having negative comments. But Tora has literally validated her in nonverbal ways and verbal ways multiple times. Like he is sexually attracted to her. Like she has felt that love job multiple times. Like yes. <laughs> 100%. he has kissed her multiple times. Um, he touches her. He looks at her with longing eyes he, that in the alleyway, that like sex stare that was like, should we continue? Yes. Look like she has been validated enough where she's finally starting to erase the jewelry moments of negativity and criticism and like mm-hmm. just horrible mindsets and she's replacing them with new memories of well you know maybe I can wear this like I feel good in it and Tor doesn't make me feel bad like so maybe mm-hmm. I can take this chance and feel right mm-hmm. for him and for me mm-hmm. oh. and then she of course is questioning that she has all these hang-ups which is sad but at least she realizes it, I guess and is trying to let go yeah, and this moment I was just like, oh, honey, we all have those hangups. That's what makes you human. That's true. Like, That's true. it doesn't matter who you are. You've, we've all got some sort of baggage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, why can't I be, what was it? Did she say, like, a, a regular person? Like, what does that make mm-hmm. me, Poppy? Like, you calling me out? Like, am I an alien? <laughs> like, it's okay. But I'm still normal. Well, normal. And then she says, Erdine is right. If what I'm wearing makes me feel good, then there's nothing to be ashamed of. And that's right. Amen, oh, girl. Yeah. Yes. And then Tora isn't some stranger that I invited into my house that I need to be careful around, at least not anymore. So he oh, is no yeah. stranger. Collective awe. Nice her Love that. Love that so much. And she's like, she's kind of having her own little moment of truth here. And, uh, Em, I know you kind of went in on Patreon about the white rabbit. So yeah. like, what's what's going on here? I want to hear your thoughts on it. Okay, so at the time, I was mostly just like, I was just doing the normal Google thing of like, mm-hmm. just rabbits. what do rabbits mean? Um, you know, looking for symbolism and stuff. And then like, my mind went to like, like the Hitachi wand and like rabbit vibrator. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, yes. There's a hundred percent like a sexual thing for rabbits as well. And people you know the expression like fucking like rabbits or um Mm. so she could go either way but then I kind of went down a rabbit hole (laughs) didn't think about that (laughs) but um just yeah so I went down a rabbit hole um and so I focused on a specific um a legend about the jade rabbit it's a Chinese legend um So this, this particular legend, I'm, I'm going to read it to you real quick because it's quick. Um, the Jade Emperor disguised himself into a poor, starving old man and begged for food from a monkey, an otter, and a jackal, or a fox, and a rabbit. The monkey gathered fruit from the trees. The otter gathered fish from the river. The jackal stole a lizard and a pot of milk curds. The rabbit, though, could only gather grass. Knowing well enough that grass can't be offered as food to humans, the rabbit decided to offer his own body, sacrificing itself into the fire the man had started. Somehow, though, the rabbit wasn't burned. The old man suddenly revealed himself to be the great Jade Emperor, 
Touched deeply by the rabbit's sacrifice, he sent it to the moon to become the immortal Jade Rabbit. And this rabbit became the companion of the moon goddess. Um, and in this, the rabbit uh, is a sign of selflessness, piety, and sacrifice. And then there's a quote that says, maybe that's why the Jade Rabbit is on the moon, so that no matter where, on, uh, where we are on earth, we always have the ethics of righteousness and self-sacrifice to look up to. So okay, this is like completely insane, but like I just liked the idea that the reason I, I looked up this specific legend of the moon rabbit of the jade rabbit was because it it's glowing like the moon like when i saw that that lantern mm -hmm. it literally reminded me of moonlight and then i thought of this legend um and i think self-sacrifice and like just uh, i think of a lot of characters when i think of self-sacrifice i wonder about quincy's role in the future um mm -hmm. because he's lived a very privileged life and i wonder what he's gonna have to do tor has sacrificed a lot obviously for you and for everyone else poppy has sacrificed a lot um, we haven't gone into a lot of her history, um, but I think mm -hmm. that this rabbit and this this legend really fits in with just the story in general. Um, so that was my like very rabbit hole version, but there's other rabbit. Um, no, I love that because like the first thing I came across with the rabbit was um, that there was this idea of it like representing a crossroads of, you know, you you're you're heading down a different path mm -hmm. and i think you know i think both can be applied here because you know this is kind of a this is a turning point episode for poppy yeah she's she's decided that you know both verbally and emotionally that she's all in with torah and for her that's a huge moment um and she's letting go of jewelry which is another huge moment for her um so this is very much a fork in the road for her mm -hmm. And it can also mean good fortune. So I've heard that too, but that's, that's just kind of a googly search thing. <laughs> yeah, I associate the rabbit with like being hunted. So to me, mm -hmm. it's like that Poppy until now, although she, I definitely feel she was hunted by jewelry, but I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm, that's, you know, reading also too much into it, but that would, that's what I associate with rabbits. But in which case, like, is the rabbit going to like not be in her room anymore? But <laughs> yeah so no well it'd, well it'd be interesting according to quincy she may be hunted right now so <laughs> she is <Yeah>. the prey <laughs> well from torah but also like you know from the cafe scene that she's true trouble, so true sorry yeah. i went down a sexual rabbit hole <laughs> that's fine i get it and you get vibrant lamp like i don't know it's just very it's mm -hmm. very in your face in these panels it, um so it's, i feel normally yeah, like the, crazy looking up these theories but mm -hmm. i feel like this one might be slightly more justified <laughs> yeah like doesn't fit in the room you know it's like completely different than everything else that's in the room so yeah you, you do get a very like antique very yeah, old. <laughs> you do get yes. like a nice shot of her room which is cool yeah i want to zoom in all kinds on this room and find little easter eggs and whatnot like mm -hmm. the little teddy bear pillow yes the, so cute it is adorable it's very poppy mm -hmm. oh on Good. the chair mm -hmm. yeah yeah little bows on its ear yeah that is so cute like saying, if i'm wearing what makes me feel good there's that pillow on the on the little armchair is a poppy pillow poppy flower i just realized oh i love that little tiny things that you don't notice until you start looking yeah where on where is it the red what makes me feel good there's nothing to be ashamed of 
So on the right is an armchair with a pillow and it has a puppy on it. Oh, let me scroll back up. I got to see this. It's like behind the bear. Right side. Let me see. As we all scroll like crazy. Yeah. Oh my God, so cute. Very cute. Ah. All right. So then she says, screw you, Jewelry. You've ruined my life enough. So she's finally, hopefully letting go. I love this because when I looked at this, I was like, I love that she said this when she takes off the dress and leaves it on the floor. She's shedding the mask and she's letting go and she's leaving it behind. And don't get me wrong. Like I know Poppy, I love that dress on her. It's, it's so cute. And I know she did it to dress up, but I think when she's most comfortable is when she's casual, Mm -hmm. you know, like think about the times that she has been more intimate with Torah. Um, you know, she's in that, that cutesy little print shirt and shorts the first time they kiss. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time I mean, go to she, she's in the right. And, yeah. and so I, I just feel like she's, she's shedding a mask here as she's leaving him behind, as uh, she's leaving jewelry behind, like, no, we're done with this. And she's literally going to a shower. So she's cleansing herself. Yes. Yes. And that dress has seen some shit today. Like, yes. Still beautiful, <laughs> creepy. Like, she dressed up for Tora, all excited. She's like, yeah, this is going to be a great day. I'm feeling all pretty. Mm-hmm. I'm wearing stuff. And then, like, hell broke loose. Gil was a creep. Her grandmother was in the hospital. She had to deal with jewelry. Like, that dress is cursed. So, like, shut yeah. up. Go shower. Go cleanse yourself. Go. <laughs> Go, it's like the rain after when she left Tori's apartment and she felt good about like washing the jewelry thoughts away from her then. Yes. Now, washing it off. Like cleanse yourself, girl. Absolutely. And then we, it looks like we're transitioning back into the living room maybe where Tori's hanging out and he's looking at pictures, which is kind of interesting that they don't show the pictures. Drive which, me to that. Hmm? I, <laughs> I want to see know. those picture frames. which tells me because this happened one other time in the comic and that was when we found out about poppy's mom so like i want to know who's in those picture frames (laughs) angle Mm -hmm. lily we we're we're gonna need a reveal (laughs) you're definitely confused and it's not fair (laughs) well and and i'm sitting here thinking because when i first looked at this panel where she says hey i'm done and tor is still staring at the pictures i'm like no way he has just stood there for 20 minutes staring at pictures. I'm like, I'm hoping we're going to get a little bit of a flashback that shows us what he was doing. Me too. That's interesting. She says, hey, I'm done. Hey, yourself. And then he turns around (laughs) and sees her. Again, I can't stop um, my making connections that probably have nothing to do with anything, but the (laughs) heavy now. I think of the alleyway when she was running and was like, hey. And like later on, he was like a little bit like butthurt. And he was like, like, my name is Tora. Like, call me by my name. You don't just scream hey at me. And I feel like, <laughs> I feel like I didn't why she did that. But here she's like, hey again. And he's like, hey yourself. And like, it just seems like <laughs> I pictured it snarky. I don't know if it was actually snarky, but like playful snarky. Yeah. Yeah. But I think his, you're right. 
and his face here looks so like I don't know like content I don't so, like, know. May, maybe he was like really enjoying looking at the pictures or something so I just right before he sees her I just see sex all I'm seeing in that face is sex. I don't know I might <laughs> I mean, I'm just blinded <laughs> we we have been primed <laughs> no, I, I like what you're saying Jen I, I see it too I feel like he probably feels at home you know and this is like a cozy situation for him and she comes down and he's just like happy to see her not yes sexy later for sure left later but like yeah I, I do see that expression as being like comforted mm-hmm. just oh. casual happy and then he sees her and we get well a gorgeous gorgeous Torah shot the reveal is great like the, these panels like you can see like the back end him then she he looks at her like it's just like it flows so nicely Oof! she went for the spaghetti strap i was like yes <laughs> and she's not wearing a bra y'all and get it girl gray sweatpants, gray I want sweatpants. yes <laughs> God damn it. i need to wear them too <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> they'll be matching matching pajamas we all know the couple of matching pajamas <laughs> i i want to know like what was running in his head because you know how we got the running commentary of poppy when she saw him in his apartment <laughs> wearing like dressed down in the gray sweatpants and i'm like uh, um uh what are you thinking tora like what kind of gutter thoughts are going through your head <laughs> good ones <laughs> very good ones it's probably like she's not a piece of meat she's not a piece of meat <laughs> oh i think she's he thinks she's a piece of meat <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's very hungry <laughs> because um are you hungry do you want me to get you something to eat oh Fuck jesus yeah, i do <laughs> <laughs> oh god he can't even help it like he can't even hold it back anymore <laughs> <laughs> been sexually repressed for 11 fucking chapters at least like from that from that alleyway scene it is yeah. 11 chapters of like he was ready to get it on he was like i will take you downstairs into this pool hall and i will fuck you against this table and she was like oh that's not what i meant gotta go bye and so like he has been like literally probably fighting this urge for 11 chapters and then before that multiple times when she's climbed him so like there's a lot of sexual tension this man has been repressing I don't know mm-hmm. how much longer he can hold that because I would have snapped. <laughs> right. This has been going on a month. Like, holy crap. If we think about it from the very get-go when he, you know, busted ass on the stairs because he saw her, her rack hanging out. <laughs> like, that was, that was so funny. And then, like, just since that time, he's gotten closer and closer to her, seeing her more intimately every time. And, like, this is the most vulnerable he has ever seen her. And, like, yes, I get that there's, there's that emotional vulnerability, but man, this, this man is just revved and ready to go. <laughs> Whew. And I don't blame him because I'm looking at Poppy and I'm like, Jesus, woman. The way that perusal, you see his eyes going from seeing her come down, noticing her little fidget, and then just sliding his eyes up and being like, damn, that rack. And like those (laughs) lips, like there are, they're highlights. And he's looking, Mm -hmm. he's liking, and I do not blame him one bit. Oh my God. It's, it's not even pulled all the way down it's like up there and revealing her little yeah mm-hmm. i love it i'm i'm okay hey if that is a 10 year old tank top poppy you can still rock it 
Oh, speaking of old things, I'm sure y'all have noticed the calendar from 1954 on the wall. What? <laughs> yeah, I see that. I didn't about. see the year on it. Yeah, yes. So uh, zoom in, you can see 1954. Uh, I didn't. I wasn't the first one to notice it. Yeah. And now I'm like, I want to know why. What happened in 1954? Right. Yeah, Maybe one. that's when they bought the place. Maybe because it's a calendar. I was thinking something with her with. Javi's grandma's husband. I was wondering, like, maybe that was mm-hmm. like a significant year for for them. Like, my parents were born in the 1950s. I'm thinking, like, they would have been if her grandparents could have been like around, like, you know, 30s or something. That yeah, um, makes me wonder. They did something fun that year, and she kept it. I don't know. I'm making stuff up. <laughs> Mindy, Mindy, I think you're still um, muted. Um, we we missed you. Yeah. Oh, there you are. Yep, there you are. Yeah, so maybe it's a mafia-related year. <laughs> not Ooh. just not an anniversary necessarily. Something mm-hmm. tragic. That would be, that'd be a sad <laughs> reminder to keep on the wall, but we don't know. I do think, like, swinging back around to the last line that Taurus says, he's like, "Fuck yeah, I do," and I'm like, <laughs> it, "This is probably going to be his oh shit backpedal moment that Poppy had in the club." So remember when Poppy said, what about underneath you? <laughs> I think this is going to be his like, oh shit, I said too much moment. <laughs> God, I, I felt that panel though. So like, I hope not. I hope he just like balls out. It's like, yeah, no, like I meant what I said. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes, please, please, please. And I felt things. I like a hundred percent was on board with this. Those eyes, that phrasing, like. Well, I think we all thought Poppy was going to backpedal on that one, and she didn't really. I mean, she was like, "Oops, I'm drunk," and I said things, but my she bad. She didn't say like I didn't mean it. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> so we'll have to see. But my big question is because, like, I'm already thinking, like, oh no, there's bugs or snakes in the guest room. <laughs> forced oh. proximity we're gonna have to sleep oh. in the same room on that tiny little bed she has to protect torah yeah can't be without her can't be alone so, right right so are we saying that like who my question is who's the big spoon <laughs> <laughs> i'm the big spoon in my, in my six foot one husband and i wow, love that's it hilarious. that's cute <laughs> so i think she'd make a great <laughs> Squishy boobs on the back. Mm. I'm not picky. <laughs> you will take any kind of cuddling. <laughs> Fire in the bed, on the couch, on the floor, anywhere. Oh, <laughs> love that. But I do think we're definitely like, if I follow the trajectory of like how intimate this is becoming, and if I'm following the my crazy tinfoil theory that this is kind of following the same trajectory as Ashura's bride. We are about to get some hard truths talked about, and we are about to get some intimate romantic time. Now I, I'm not saying that they're going to get down. I really don't think that's going to happen. I, I, I don't think that's. I want almost getting down. I want like, yes. I want some kind of like highly charged sexual moment. And then like, I don't know, something interrupts it. They decide this is what the fuck is going on. I don't know. <laughs> I saw your lights on young lady. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine they get cock blocked by a neighbor? <laughs> oh. oh man. 
but i i will take some making out some hardcore making out over like overclosed stuff Uh (laughs) uh-huh yeah yes yeah (laughs) we're so shameless we're just (laughs) lustful creatures i like your um about Ashura's bride because so i think you had this theory too and i do too that that lake is the same lake the white lake yeah yeah so um i they were spooning in in Ashura's bride ulan was spooning her by the riverside so (laughs) or or lakeside so i'm 100 percent on board with um a little bit of locational magic um kind of pushing them together again in right same scene. yeah yeah and so if good. nothing else we did get we did get some scooter spooning <laughs> a lot of forced proximity we had yeah. no jewelry shoved a potato up my tailpipe then we had oh no boy my grandmother broke her wrist and is in the hospital i guess you'll stay at my place and now we're gonna have oh no you know which uh, is in the guest room <laughs> so here's to hope and the close proximity thing keeps going yes, <laughs> yes. God. oh well, man yeah i think this is a good place to end the episode with our hopes and dreams for the next one yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so so much for coming on it was so much fun and it's, it's nice to have you all together because i've always had you separately so it was mm-hmm. cool to have you together Yay. It was awesome. Yes. Great to meet everybody. It was nice to meet you too. It was so fun. <laughs> you ladies yes. have a good night. You That's too. Good Thanks, night. Mindy. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much to my current patrons. Susie, Lady Liveris, Lily, Jenny, Haley, One and Only Taco, Elizabeth, Maria, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Emily, Joe Rochelle, Saucy Tuggles, Meg, Anne Rose, Priya, Alex, Misty, Laura, Joanne, Patty, Jen, Imelda, Shannon, Esther, I'm watching you, and Torres, Poppy Seed. Your support is truly appreciated.